Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's conversation. I am here with my girl, Taylor. Hey, guys. Taylor, how are you? I am actually really, really great. Um, We have had some awesome guests on recently, and today is absolutely no exception. Um, We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But if I'm being totally honest, um, I just finished my second cup of coffee for the morning, which is like, I feel very, very energetic, um, which is kind of like a great place to be for me. I ran um, four miles this morning. I'm already at like 12,000 steps and it's not even noon. So honestly, like I'm like Taylor living her best life right now. (laughs) Dang, absolutely thriving and crushing the day before noon. It's 1156 here in California as we're recording, just finished up this recording. And um, we had Drew Coleman Films, who is an all-star student of ours, and he's a really talented filmmaker based in North Carolina. We can't wait for you to hear more about how he has completely transformed his business in just one year. It's honestly so, so inspiring, and we're so happy for him. Um, But first things first, we wanted to talk a little bit about something that we are offering. Um, We are going to be putting on our very first ever free Instagram review. It's going to be happening on February 15th, where we're all going to be going live. You guys can be joining us live, and we would love for you to submit your Instagram for us to review and give you some really actionable things to do to immediately... um, immediately elevate your Instagram so that this year clients are impressed, planners are taking notes, and they overall everything is just looking like a more well-rounded, better experience than maybe it did before. Taylor, why is our Instagram and getting everything all keyed up and elevated so important? Yes. So we like to say that if your ideal client landed on your Instagram page, just from looking at it for like five seconds, would they book you? And the goal is for that answer to be yes, but we have um, a feeling that a lot of you that may not be the case. And that's really only because, you know, we get busy working in our businesses a lot. We are editing, we're setting contracts, we're like doing all the things and we're really not working on those like more back end things that um, maybe are less like, you know, they're less time sensitive um, than other tasks. And I do feel like a lot of people kind of sleep on the Instagram game when it comes to using it as a really, really strategic tool in our businesses to attract and book clients. And I'm not talking like they DM you. I'm talking about using it as a platform that showcases your brand in its best light to attract those clients. Um, And it's so much more important than anyone thinks, guys. Like, I think that right now with the popularity of Reels and TikTok, like so many people like almost approach social media social media as if we're influencers, but really we need to be approaching it as business owners. So we're going to be kind of um, reviewing your Instagram profiles through those lenses so that we can kind of tailor things more directly to the end goal as wedding filmmakers, as wedding photographers. So there's a huge shift that we can all make. Um, so if you want to sign up, we would love to have you submit your Instagram profile. You can go to thelevelupco.com forward slash Instagram reviews and submit. So we would we would love to see your profile and share it with, with the group. Yes. So we hope that you'll submit your Instagram for review and we hope that you'll join us inside of our Facebook group on February 15th. There'll be more details to come, um, but it's just going to be a really great time and um, a really, you know, 
transformational. Like maybe your Instagram, you have no idea where to go with it or even how to elevate it. You're like, what does that even mean? Elevating my Instagram. So, um, being able to review fellow peers and seeing things like that, um, we'll be giving away also just some like really great takeaways, um, that you can implement in your own business too. So I think it's going to be really transformative. We're excited for February 15th and we hope that we will see you there. So without further ado, we are so excited to jump into today's conversation with Drew and we know that you are going to absolutely love this one. This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich and I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help wedding filmmakers and photographers level up their businesses so you can make more and work less. We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Well, Drew Coleman, we are so excited to bring you on to the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. I can't complain. I'm blessed. Life is good. I'm super excited to be here. Huge honor for you guys to ask me. I showed my wife and I sent it to my whole family as soon as you guys asked me. So I'm really, really, really excited to be up here. Yeah. Well, you have been such an inspiration. And so we're stoked for our listeners to hear from you. I think it's going to be business changing. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Drew, you've like, again, we told you before we hit record, but you have just been such a shining star as far as like a student goes. Like you would be student of the week every week if you were like (laughs) in my fifth grade class or whatever it would be. Like you're you're just taking action and doing all the things. And it's so, so great to see. Like it's, it's every like coach's dream to have you as a student. And and I'm so excited for the listeners to hear um, your journey and the amazing growth that you've seen in your business and a lot of these huge wins that you've had really recently too. I appreciate it. Um, Sometimes I feel like in this, well, in anything, uh, some people can overlook or really need validation. And I wasn't really somebody who like loved to hear it before, but hearing that from you guys, noticing all the hard work and stuff, that means a lot. So I appreciate that. Well, you deserve some recognition, so we'll give you all the kudos because really what you've built is incredible. Um, so we don't want to spend too long on talking about like the baby baby stages of your business, but we would love to hear how long you've been in the wedding industry and maybe just a little bit about your journey um, up until now. Okay. So um, that's kind of an interesting question. So I did my first wedding um, in 2018. I graduated high school in 2017, filmed my first wedding in 2018. Um, it was one of my oldest brother's friends. It was in Maryland. Um, and then from 2018 to 2020, it was just like my family members' friends' weddings, my parents' friends' weddings. Um, and I was doing that along with way too many other things because then, you know, I had just started up. It wasn't even a business at that point. I just had a camera, so I was like, I'm just going to film anything anybody asked me to. Um, and then from that point, from that first wedding in 2018, all those decided came, well, they started adding up, and then uh, when the world shut down in 2020, in May of 2020, of course, you know, there's nothing to do. I was bored at home. I was like, uh, well, let's just start a video business. Let's get an LLC and make it official. So I made it official, and then for a lot of 2020, it was still just, you know, just like a mod podge of every type of video I could possibly make under one business name. And then in 2021, I started taking it really serious with just weddings. 
and then I graduated in December of 2021, and then since then I've been able to just do just do this. So cool. And for those who aren't super familiar quite yet with your business, where are you based? And typically kind of now, how many weddings are you shooting per year? So <laughs> that's also an interesting question. Well, I'll do the easy ones first. I'm, uh, name is Drew Coleman Films. I'm based in North Carolina, eastern North Carolina to be exact, towards the beach. Um, but I've been doing way too many weddings a year up until this year and next year. Um, so this year and next year, my sweet spot is between 20 and 25. Uh, last year and the year before that, the, in 2022, I did, um, I think it was 39. And then last year I did 41. And then the jump has been so big. I've been able to, my goal actually only this year was 20 to stop at 20. And then some inquiries at planners that I really wanted and stuff like that, they popped up, thankfully. So I was like, I'm going to hop on those too, but. The, the jump between, you know, way too many weddings to actually being able to say no to some was very fast, but also very thankful for that too, of course. Yeah. And sometimes like you get that inquiry come into your inbox and even if you've hit that max, it's really hard to say no if it's a great opportunity. So we can't blame you there. Uh, we do the same thing. So you were one of our original mastermind members when we launched um, last May. So we're about nine months post beginning of mastermind and your business has just seen this incredible transformation. And I would love to hear a little bit about what your business looked like maybe at the beginning of 2023 and how it looks differently now at the beginning of 2024. So at the beginning of 2023, uh, my, my like, medium or median booking price was between 2500 and 3000 and then uh now this year uh well I've booked out the whole 2024 thankfully and then for 2025 my goal price range is between 7500 to maybe 8500 being my sweet spot for 2025 um and of course as you guys know it's you know stepping blocks to that point um but at the beginning of 2023 I would have never expected to be where it is now. And I always say that from like, you know, humbly, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of Broads Magazine's top 10, you know, whatever, but I, I, it's been an incredible growth spurt since since y'all's class, honestly. It, even up until I started the class, I expected 2023 or 2024 to look very similar to last year. And it's a drastic difference. And 2025 will be another drastic difference so far. So, um, yeah, 2020, the beginning of 2023 feels like it was four years ago with the way 2024 and 2025 was looking. I mean, that makes sense because you feel like literally tripled or quadrupled your prices. So if you put it into perspective, like that is like three to four years worth of growth, like really compacted into nine months. Like yeah. it's incredible. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely been a it's just been a journey, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I owe so much to you guys for, for Mastermind. That was super eye-opening. And the rebrand, uh, I don't know, if, I think it was you, Kelly, who said that, like, I think we were introducing ourselves and we were going through, like, our business names and stuff. And um, I believe it was you. It, was, it could have been either one of y'all, obviously. Um, but one of y'all said that my name would be really, would flow really well for a business name. And the whole rest of the class, I'll be very transparent. I don't remember much of that time, that zoom meeting because i was so stuck on that i was like she has such a great point um so i took that i took it to all of my family members and some of my mentors 
around here and they were like, I was just, you know, kind of laying it on them. Like, what do you think about this idea of rebranding? Because I have built what at that point was called 24K Cinema. Like I've built it to a pretty, I've built it to a comfortable point. Like I loved where I was at and I was ready to keep growing it as 24K. I even got 24K tattooed on me because I was like so, like I was so into 24K and that was my baby. And um, one of my mentors, her name is Tiffany, and she was like, everybody knows you for your work, but mainly for you. So like if you have somebody that's like my videographer, I can't remember his name, but his business name was this. But And then she was like, that's awesome. They remember your business name, but they remember you first. So from what you said and then all that advice compiled on top of it, I dove headfirst into the rebrand. So that was the biggest like jump for the whole thing was that rebrand. You absolutely did. And you took action and you did it so fast too. That was so impressive. Like how you were just like took it and ran with it. And we were like, go Drew, go. Like that's the biggest thing too, for those listening, like don't just kind of sit on these things that you think could be something that would serve you or don't wait to take action. Like go for it. Like Drew did and start to see real results in, like we said, just nine months. Yeah. Um, that was the, that was a huge thing for me. I was like, if for everybody I took it to, I was like, I'm not going to sit on this for long. So, like, if, if I don't have, if I don't feel peace about it pretty quickly, then it's on to the next thing I want to do or work on with the business. Um, but I was like, I'm really, really passionate about this idea ever since I heard that from this class. So, um, it was, I think maybe, maybe two nights after that Zoom meeting, I started working on it. Um, and I didn't sleep for, I think it was 50 something hours straight. I was all, all night and all day working on my website. Um, trying to schedule headshots, which I did get scheduled very quickly with one of our friends down here. Um, I designed new business cards, everything, just nonstop. I did everything myself, except for a little bit of the copy I got some help with. But it was as soon as I got the okay with myself mentally, I was like, okay, then it's time to go. Then there's no, there's no need to sit around on it. Yeah, and I mean honestly, like that's the power of being in something like Mastermind. Like you have um, outside perspective, like other people like being able to see your business from like your client's point of view, really like so many of us, like you said, it's your baby. Like our businesses are our baby and we are very emotionally attached. And sometimes it can be hard to make decisions that make sense, like in terms of data and like income and things like that, when we are so in the weeds, like emotionally with it and having that perspective is so powerful. And that's why Kelly and I love our mastermind. Like we keep it very intimate. You guys, this is not like a 100 person mastermind. It is like far, far smaller. We love to like screen share where we're like digging through everyone's websites and social media, giving one-on-one input and advice. And students like you who like take that advice and apply it directly, you're the ones who like reap the results, right? So um, we're super excited for you. And you just shared with us in our group, I hope you don't mind me sharing this on the podcast, that you just booked your um, first five-figure wedding too. I did. It was, a, um, it was, so it was actually, I booked almost two. One was just under that, but two Indian uh, fusion weddings, um, both around here too. So I was like, I, it was also eye-opening for me to see that these types of weddings are even happening around here. Um, so that was, I mean, I, that's something else. My family is very involved in my business they want to hear everything that goes on so that's another thing I called everybody about I was like you cannot I cannot believe this type of wedding happens here but it does and I was really really excited about it obviously of course 
you guys, there's weddings with huge budgets everywhere. If you're listening to this in Nebraska, in Ohio, it like literally everywhere. So don't let that hold you back. If you're like, I want to be charging what Drew's charging. Like it is possible for you. Like you just don't see it every day um, because you're not knowing where to look. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then speaking of Ohio, I actually have a, actually had an inquiry come in from Cleveland and I was, Ohio is a state I never, ever like even remember exists. Um, But they inquired (laughs) with a very high budget. And I was like, wow, these types of weddings really do happen anywhere i didn't book it i was already booked for something here but um that was also eye-opening that in like you said ohio there's people that are paying these types of this type of money for weddings even there even here in north carolina on like a small beach town i mean it's it's everywhere and i would have never thought Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on Ohio, folks. <laughs> Absolutely, we done we've done a luxury event in Baltimore. We've done luxury events all over. It's not just it's not just California. Um, Taylor and I hear that a lot. Sometimes we'll hear some chatter of like, "Well, you guys are in California. You can charge California prices," but it's not the case. Um, and I want people too to like. I want Drew also to realize like the reason why you got that inquiry for Ohio is because like you were directly speaking through your branding messaging value to that luxury client and they saw you as a fit for their luxury event. And so that's the biggest thing that's, you know, I think some, a lot of people are missing in their business is that of, is that ability to attract that type of client, um, no matter where you are in the country. Yeah. Um, and back to my rebrand, I don't think I would have, where my branding was at and the message I was sending, without that rebrand, I don't think I would have ever even been close. I think this year I probably would have started at 3500 or something for a pricing for 2025 if I didn't make that branding change. And then also you guys also helped me realize like the worth that I can provide to people. And then you guys also helped me realize like the translation of that worth. So um, like obviously in my head, I can think to myself, like I make really good videos to me, I think they're worth this much. But you guys also helped me realize how much I need to communicate to clients. Like this, without me having to say it too much, clients now can go to my website and go to my Instagram and realize like this video is worth exactly what he's charging, if not more. Instead of, um, oh, a great example. I think you guys used Best Western Hotel and Amon's website differences. So like I didn't need to have a ton of different coupons and deals and explain the value for everything um, in a very humble way. I just kind of transitioned my mindset to, to um, how do I word it? To like kind of communicate that I know the value and it's up to you to know the value. I don't have to explain it to you. You can just look at my website, work, et cetera, branding, and that is where you can recognize the value. So that was a huge part of the way my website looks everything when it comes to my branding, which I was really glad that was a lot of um, a lot of the focus you guys' class was on was so much of like the business side and not the creative aspect of it. I feel like a ton of people, I'm not hating on nobody, but I feel like there's a lot of, um, a, lot, <laughs> a lot of people out there trying to seek education on how to film things and then that takes them to whatever other market. Um, but I was so refreshed to see that was not the case for the mastermind and that it was so much like business stuff and branding and um, just just so much of that side of it. 
because another little background about me. And again, you guys are gonna have to stop me. I can talk for forever. Um, a little bit of background about me is I went to film school. So, and I hated it. I despised film school only because um, I feel like they were. I feel like they taught a right or wrong to how to film stuff, and I don't. I didn't agree with that. There's videographers probably charging way more than me, and in my eyes, I would never film a wedding like they do, or never edit a wedding like they would. But that's that, that's none of my business. That's them and what they're doing, and it's working for them. So um, I hated hated film school because I thought it was a right and wrong, and I was like, that's just not how I believe this is. How I believe this industry is. So getting into you guys' class, and it wasn't about you know what kind of what kind of gear you're using, what codec you're filming in, are you filming in 24 frames per second for the speeches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was. It was nothing about that which I loved. So that was, that was the biggest thing for me. Was when I when I like finally bit the bullet and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna buy the class. I had never been in anything like that before, but I was like, this is something I've never seen anything like this before either. So I'm gonna try it. And obviously, the greatest decision I've made for this business so far. We're so happy to hear that. Yeah, when. Kelly and I kind of were dreaming up what we wanted our educational offerings to be like. We did recognize that there's a lot of technical, um, you know, a technically focused um, education out there. And we really firmly believe that um, you could be like the best photographer, the best filmmaker in the world, but you may be a starving artist because you don't understand the business side, right? Like you don't understand how to brand or to market or to form relationships or to come at it with this like service first mentality, um, which allows you to build a great reputation. Like all of these things are so important yeah. and much more important than um, your audio recorder that has a 32 bit float. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really matter. Exactly. So um, on my personal Instagram account, I post, I'll post some like creative stuff here and there. And we were talking about filming sports a minute ago. Uh, I have a lot of times where people DM me and ask what I film with or like what, what mic I have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes I'll tell them I don't use a camera and they'll, they'll come off like very disrespectful and they're like, bro, I'm just asking what kind of camera you have. And I'm like, I get it, but at the same time that matters, like it does not matter at all. Um, if you want to get to filming these games, if you want to do filming these weddings, any of that, you got to get out of the mindset of, you know, I have the best camera. I have the best mics, I have the best, you know, Pelican cases or whatever, like whatever you think makes you look professional on a wedding day at the, or, or anywhere with your camera gear. If you're, you're marketing, branding, the way you can make relationships, if all that is trash, you will still do this exact same level for a very long time, if not start going down. Um, so I always tell people, wedding, the wedding world and any other creative world that you know come to me asking for technical stuff sometimes i'm like yes they're great questions valuable questions everybody's been on youtube when they started out looking for whatever the best camera of you know 2021 is or something um yeah i mean good stuff is valuable obviously but if you don't if you know only good gear and nothing else that good gear will only take you but so far Absolutely. I mean, it's the reality of it too. And I think honestly, if we're being real with ourselves, I think sometimes, and if you're listening and if you're feeling a little bit guilty on this, I think sometimes we use gear as like a crutch to like make quick fixes or get quick wins in our business when like 
I mean, Drew, like, you know, it's hard to put in the work to figure out what a whole rebrand is going to be for you. It's hard to like recognize who your ideal client is and really dive deep into that. It's easy to go on Amazon and say, add to cart. It's easy to go on B&H and add to cart in hopes that it's going to be this, like what it's going to be this magic fix for your business. So I think that's honestly, like, I kind of see that at like the core of some of this, like heavy, heavy gear focus yeah. can be that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then when you put it like that, it makes it seem like, so if that was, if, if just adding the car over and over and getting the nicest stuff would make you the, the best or whatever, then basically whoever had the best investor or whoever's for my sake, if my parents had the most money can buy me the most cameras and the best cameras, I would, if that, if that was the case in the world, I should already be, you know, a top videographer in the world just because I had the most expensive cameras. I know of some videographers who's, who's, you know, who have and do weddings that I'm still trying my best to get to, to film the type of weddings they are filming and by, by technicalities, they don't have as good as cameras as I may have. They don't have as many lights or the best mics. But that, again, that's just a clear picture of why this gear is not affixed to you getting to the next level of your business. The business has to also operate as the business should. The gear behind it is just, you know, icing on the cake. This has all been so amazing, Drew, and we're so proud of you, but we're going to hit pause really quick um, because this is going to be our listener question of the day. Kelly, do you have a question for us? Yes. This question was asked by Vontae Williams, which was also a past mastermind student, and he asked ways to build better relationships. Taylor, Drew, do you guys want to um, take this one? Taylor, you go ahead first. You go ahead. Okay. I am going to say... Um, just because we put the qualifier of the word better before the word relationships, I will say that um, a relationship that has either begun or been strengthened by any sort of like in-person, like any in-person way, whether that's like working on a wedding day or a networking event, like those will probably take you farther than an online only or social media only um, relationship. And Drew, do you have any experience with that? a few times and you know we went back and forth on Instagram but it was no like that was it it was just Instagram DMs I feel like everybody will resonate with the fact that we've tried to DM people before <laughs> that we wanted to work with um, but I was actually doing a, uh, a style shoot for a venue in uh, Raleigh and that planner actually stopped by because she heard I was there and she was like I really just value the in-person you know, the in-person meetings, in-person connections, that was a huge eye-opener for me because um, especially starting out when I would only go as far as like DMing people or online stuff and they wouldn't like really respond or entertain it, that would just kind of give me like a bad taste in my mouth towards that person. But then even for myself, I value the the in-person relationships, whether it's a networking event, we just saw each other out, working a wedding, um, uh, everything on the, everything in the world today is online. So if it can be in person, when I see somebody, meet them, get to have a conversation with them, really connect with them in person, it's a huge, huge difference. Um, and then obviously there's going to be some vendors you may want to connect with that, you know, you can't book a wedding with them or something. Uh, trying to navigate how to be with them in person somehow can be difficult. But I would I wouldn't take that mindset of, you know, I won't do a wedding with them anytime soon. I won't 
see him at a vendor show, whatever, anytime soon. So let me just be really nice on Instagram. I would not settle for just being nice on Instagram. Find a way to get in front of people in the same room as people, and that goes a long, long way. Yeah, we've Such had past students advice. who are like, they've like honed in on planners. They're like, I love this planner and I'm a huge fan and I will need to meet them to where they have like purchased like tickets to workshops that they're speaking at to make sure they get that in-person like face-to-face connection. So like you guys, you can think outside of the box. Like there's so many ways and people are always sharing where they're going to be. Like you just have to look, um, especially if you go to like something like WIPA or even something as big as Engage. Like people in the comment threads on like those social media posts are always saying like, can't wait to see you all in June at Nemical. And you know what I mean? Like people are pretty like forthcoming on where they're going to be. Um, and you just need to kind of go that extra mile, pun intended, yeah. um, to meet yeah, them. For sure. It's, it's, and speaking of WIPA, I, I did, I sponsored my first WIPA event last year and I was in the room with so many vendors that I was like, it's like dreams to work with um and i you know messaged all of them probably on instagram before a long time ago i probably messaged them too much on instagram before but no nothing ever got anywhere uh that first in-person interaction and then now you know we we talk all the time i've actually been appointed to a director's role at our whipper chapters um board and now i work with some of those people on the board that i've like been dying to meet or dying to work with so um yeah that in-person in-person interaction there's no there's no price point or no like that's that's truly like priceless getting an in-person experience yeah there's no substitute and honestly kelly is probably like the most qualified person to talk about this because she's like our social little butterfly (laughs) i am the biggest introvert like if i never had to meet a new person again in my life i would feel okay but kelly is like the opposite she's like having photographers over to her house for taco night and all this stuff (laughs) No, but like those are like also just genuine friendships yeah. now, like you know. But it, you know, it it did start first from like being a great presence on a wedding day and being a team player, and then it just now we're doing taco nights and it's a lot of fun. And Paul's making homemade crunch wraps, um, so I don't know. It's all good, and I think that's so true. Face to face is so much better, and and in our program and stuff, we love to guide students on like which are the ones that are like actually going to yield you in the right direction, right? You know, like we're we're not talking about bridal shows, guys. Like not that. Um, it's a totally different. It's a totally different thing, and um, the strategy behind it. Um, it doesn't have to feel like gross either, because I think at the core of it. We all want to work with people because we know in our hearts that we can serve their clients really well. And when it's when it's approached with that, you know, with that in mind, then it doesn't feel sleazy or gross or, you know, things like that. You know, I've I've never been one that like I think my biggest fear in life is for people to think that I'm like a ladder climber or social climber. Um, And so I'm. I've probably been like a little hesitant in my networking in general, probably because of that. But if you do just approach it with that mindset of like, I want to work with this planner because we share an ideal client or I want to work with this photographer because we share an ideal client. And I know that like I can serve them really well on a wedding day. I can serve the client really well on a wedding day. I want to provide them with true hospitality and a great experience. Then like, then like, that's great. That's, that's the way it should be. Um, so just a little, a little words of wisdom there. 
Yeah. Also, words to the wise, um, generally just out of the blue inviting people to coffee is probably not the best way to approach relationship building either. So I will say that. So if that's what you were thinking, um, if you're listening to this, then please cross that one off the list. There's like way better ways. Um, amazing. So Drew, we kind of want to pivot this conversation a little bit and talk about, I would say probably the very first and also the most important thing when it comes to scaling your business, um, when you want to 3X or 4X your prices in just nine months, um, absolutely crazy. And that is revolving around mindset. Um, without the proper mindset in place, um, you cannot and you will not achieve those goals. So can you just kind of walk us through a little bit about um, what do you think about that? Uh, yes, I love that question. Uh, the way I was brought up was um, to to prioritize like your mental strength over everything else. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's a very cliche thing to say, but it's also so true. You can do anything you set your mind to. And then, you know, with, with me in sports growing up, um, all of, I mean, everything growing up, one of the main things my dad would always say when we played sports, specifically basketball, when we would shoot, he would say, "Don't think too much. The whole game is the whole game is mental." So he would say, "Just shoot," and I, and of course, when I was a teenager, I thought I knew everything. So I was like, "He has no idea what he's talking about." I'm better at basketball than him. Why am I listening to him, anyways? Um, but it's like it's so true that everything, to me, everything can start with the mental aspect of it. And like everybody's gonna, well, maybe not everybody, but it's very common to run into self doubt and um, not believing in yourself to get to a certain point. I encountered that a lot. Um, you know, I'm a realist, so, uh, you know, when I was starting out, I mean, no. whenever I go to weddings, nobody there looks like me by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, when I go to weddings, uh, I, I mean, I'm just in, in society. I'm just like a oddball in that little group of people. No, I mean, I'm a tall dude with dreadlocks and tattoos and jewelry. So, like, I'm not... Around this area, I'm not a very common wedding videographer. So that was one of the few things that when I first started out, I was like, it's going to be hard for me to level up and get to a certain level when I'm uh, I'm so much different than everybody else around here who does videos or, you know, whatever else. And then self-doubt with that, you know, my videos aren't as good as this person's or this lady's video or anything like that. And I think self-doubt is very real. It's, very, it's a very human experience. It's going to happen to people sometimes. Um... But I think there's also a huge difference in reacting and responding. Uh, I think, I think um, the way I was brought up was always always choose to respond to something. Don't make anything make me react. Let me let me choose how I'm going to respond. Um, so the self doubt for me starting up the business was very like it was it was heavy. I was always doubting myself. Uh, I never showed that. I was very good at putting on the mask. Like I can grow this to this, this, this. But then in my head, I'd leave the conversation and be like, that's probably never going to happen. I may one day have to be filling out applications somewhere to get a, get a job somewhere, uh, a real job, as people would say, somewhere. But um, uh, I, I just chose not to react to it and make those self-doubt, self-doubt thoughts make me do something. I would choose to handle that away myself. So I actually was speaking at a, um, uh, I guess it's a workshop, a way to put it um last november and somebody asked about that and everybody was um you know giving their two cents about it and then mine was kind of like again self-doubt is a very real human experience but um i've always grown up to challenge not challenge that but like channel that into 
determination because uh, I do think it's almost healthy to have those thoughts because that means you're not comfortable where you're at. Um, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is like I'm the best I can. I'm the best I can be. This is obviously I'm gonna be proud of myself at some at some points, but I never want to get super comfortable and complacent because that's where you sit. Uh, you don't grow in comfort. Um, so yeah, the self doubt and you know not believing in yourself, other people not believing in you, very very real experience is very very. Uh, I mean, it's just gonna happen to a lot of people a lot of times. But I was always I, I just always chose to respond to it instead of react to it, which I think is a huge difference between those words. I love that. I've actually never heard of that concept of like responding versus reacting. Um, and so many of us self-doubt things or we'll hear people say like, oh, I want to I want to go into a different market, but like I feel like my work isn't good enough or I feel like I don't fit in, you know, or whatever it may be. And there really is truly like a space for everybody. And instead of filling our minds with that self-doubt of like, it won't be like this or it can't be like this or whatever it may be. Like, let's look at it as like, let's go for it and see what happens, right? Let's see what happens once you get there because it could be a totally different experience. I had an email that went out um, like a couple, my news last week or something. And it was about um, that the luxury market puts you in a box. And I was recognizing that years before, years prior, I was projecting so much of what I thought that that market would mean when I didn't even know it. I was like projecting on a market that I literally knew nothing about. Um, and, and I was my, instead of the luxury market putting me in a box, I was putting myself in a box. And so for those listening to like, are you putting yourself in a box with like how you're reacting to things or are you entering it and responding based on your experiences, kind of like what Drew was saying, so. And then to, to, um, to like bounce off of what you're saying about spitting, spitting, fitting in, um, uh, that, was a, that was also a huge thing for me, again, like just fitting in, I don't think I, I, I always feel like I didn't have a place here, um, which is again a very real and human experience, somebody may feel like that very often. Um, but I feel like a huge, like a huge mindset shift when that, when that type of thought creeps in your mind is to not try to find a spot made for you, just make your own. So that's, that's kind of how I um, attacked this whole business was, you know, there's not a videographer who's, who may be filming like me, editing like me, does, definitely doesn't look like me. So I'm just going to be, I, I'm going to be the one instead of, you know, finding a spot where I can feel that maybe somebody else left that, you know, that hole in the industry. Um, if you can't find that spot for you, for you, just make, make it yourself. And that's, um, that's a huge part of where, well, I guess at that point, 24K Cinema, now Drew Coleman Films, thanks to you guys, is, uh, that's why this is where it is now. Yeah. Sometimes paving your own way is the mm -hmm. answer. And honestly, like, I think that's such a superpower. Like, I think we live in this world of like so much sameness. Like if you just get on like Instagram or TikTok like I can't tell you how many like sad beige houses I just scroll through and like I can't tell the difference between them but like as soon as you see something that's a little different there's like this spark of like curiosity and this spark of like desire that comes for that and like I think you found that in your own market like you have like become like 
in your own way, like the little bit of different that was much needed and that that level of clientele wasn't like being offered like by any other brand. So like if you're listening, like don't don't just try to like copy everyone else. Don't become watered down versions of me or Kelly or whoever um, you may look up to in the industry. Like find what it is that makes you unique and lean into that and have that be like the thing that differentiates yourself in your market. And I think you're going to be really happy with the results. Like at the time that I began scaling here in like the Sacramento area, um, I actually saw that there were very few, like very few, um, like only female teams as like filmmakers. Like there's obviously like tons of photographers that are like solo females. Um, but it was like a lot of husband and wife teams and a ton of dudes. And I leaned into like my own personal brand. That's when I rebranded from like my previous business name to Taylor Petrinovich and like leaned into like the femaleness <laughs> like in my market, you know? So whatever it is, we all have something that makes us unique. And if you don't know what your own unique thing is about you, just ask. Ask people in your life that you trust and people um, will surprise you with their answers. For sure, for sure. Amazing, Drews. Well, this has been um, so incredible and very, very inspirational. And if we have a listener who wants to check out your work and follow along, where can they find you online? Instagram, Drew Coleman Films. And my website is also just Drew Coleman Films. Um, uh, every, all of my favorite work lives up there. Uh, I've curated my portfolio. Also great advice from two of the best teachers in the world. Uh, so it's a, a lot of my work is up there. And then I'm very personal on my Instagram as well. So I love talking to people all the time. Amazing. You are just absolutely crushing it. It's so, so, it's so refreshing to see the changes that you've implemented in nine months and then really, really quickly scaled. And I, and I even love going back to what you said, where you said, if I hadn't done something like this, or if I wouldn't have gone through this rebrand or knew which direction to take in my business, I probably would only be starting at 3,500, you know, just maybe slightly above where you were a year ago. And so like, it's so cool to see that you've been able to really scale markets, hop, even hop a market. I feel like you really hopped a market in there. Like, (laughs) you know, going from like, I feel like you went from like budget to like, to premium to premium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is so, so cool. And, and so anyways, I just think that like with people listening to like taking action and we've said it before, like I'll probably say it till we're blue in the face, like taking action for your business and controlling the controllables. I don't think we realize how many controllables we truly have in our business, um, is really what's going to set us apart and create a business that will look completely different. It's the start of 2024. Imagine if you could three times and four times your price and have the fulfillment like that Drew has experienced that he has had um, in just one year. So 2025, you could be sitting here like Drew is, um, scaling back on the amount of weddings that you have to take, profiting more, being more fulfilled, having a clear pathway. And I think that there's nothing more powerful than that. Yeah. And we would love to be your guides. Um, We are currently accepting what we're calling RSVPs to our next mastermind that launches in just a few weeks, guys. Um, If you want to head on over to thelevelupco.com forward slash RSVP, you can go ahead and grab your spot now. Um, Or if you want to just learn more about what Drew went through and so many other students have gone through with us, you can go to thelevelupco.com forward slash the luxury framework and learn all about it and see if it's the right choice for you heading into 2024. Thank you for joining us in today's conversation. 
Please help us reach more filmmakers and photographers like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it to social media. And don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. Bye.